This is Ozarks at Large for Thursday, March 31st, 2022. I'm Timothy Dennis. I'm Kyle Kellums. Thanks for being with us today. This is KUAF 91.3, a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. We're continuing our spring on-air fundraiser today, and we're doing so again with help from our great KUAF friend, Marty Burgraff. Marty has made another $300 challenge for Ozarks at Large listeners. That's right. Marty is encouraging listeners to combine to contribute $300, and then Marty will match that amount. The first $300 contributed during this Thursday Ozarks at Large is matched, making it worth $600 to KUAF. Think of it as a way to get the fundraising momentum going during Ozarks at Large. All contributions count toward the challenge. Renewed contributions, first-time contributions, gift contributions. When we receive $300 during Ozarks at Large, Marty Burgraff will match that $300 with her own. Thank you again, Marty. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency plans to extend the agricultural use of neonicotinoids, pesticides known to harm pollinating insects, especially honeybees. Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich spoke with an expert at the Center for Biological Diversity about the pending decision. This relatively new class of synthetic insecticide called neonicotinoids, neonics for short, are chemically related to nicotine. And like nicotine, neonicotinoids are designed to act on certain nerve receptors, disabling insects to protect food crops. The multinational pharmaceutical company Bayer, headquartered in Germany, in 1985 patented the first commercial neonicotinoid, imidacloprid, widely marketed by the late 90s. Nathan Donnelly is the Environmental Health Science Director at the Center for Biological Diversity. Yeah, so neonicotinoids are chemical insecticides. Uh, They're neurotoxins and they target uh, insects' nervous system and basically overexcite the neurons. These insects uh, seize up, have tremors, and essentially uh, die of heart failure. Uh, Neonics are used on, if you can think of an agricultural crop, there's probably a neonic use for it. So they're used on pretty much every crop grown in the U.S. I'm sure there are a few that aren't, but this, this ranges from row crops, like you can imagine, the corn, soybeans, uh, wheat, rice, things like that, um, as well as the, you know, the fruits and vegetables a lot of us enjoy, like cherries, strawberries, uh, citrus crops, celery, <laughs> spinach. Um, you know, they're really in such wide use. And that really belies the problem here is that uh, they're used on so much land in the United States that it's really hard for beneficial insects to get a respite. Uh, There's no safe havens anymore, which is really the problem. The other top neonicotinoids that EPA plans to extend use of are thiam, methoxam, clothianidin, and dinotafurin. The use of neonics has gradually increased this century, considered to be less toxic than organophosphate, organochloride, and pyrethroid insecticides. But by the early 2000s, reports of honeybee colony collapse disorder emerged. Beehives abandoned by disoriented worker bees, which some began to attribute to neonicotinoid toxicity. Between April 2020 and April 2021, over 45% of beekeepers surveyed reported continuing loss of managed honeybee colonies. That's according to the nonprofit Bee Informed Partnership. Uh, there's an annual hive loss of about about 40 to 50% in the U.S. Um, So that means one out of every two hives uh, isn't making it to the next year. Um, And, you know, there are things beekeepers can do. They can 
you know, the, the hives that made it, they can split those, um, they can add queens and, and make new hives, but this is not a viable uh, uh, strategy moving forward when you're losing half of your, your population every year. For the past 20 years, neonicotinoids have been widely used, and now EPA aims to extend that use to 15 more years. This is uh, a major problem. So if if you can imagine a bee out flying around, uh, if a spray of neonics had just occurred, they could come into contact directly with spray droplets through just having the spray droplets uh, waft in the wind. That is one way of, of getting exposed. Another is to land on plant material that has residues of neonics on it. Neonics also are systemic, which means they're taken up into the vascular system of the plant and then translocated throughout the entire plant. And so it gets into actually the nectar and pollen of the plant that the bees go to collect uh, for food. And so uh, really there are so many exposure pathways. And uh, if bees are exposed to a really high level, they will just outright die. But oftentimes they'll be exposed to lower levels where it's not just killing them, but it's causing sublethal effects. Like uh, they can't make their way back to their hive. They have a homing ability that's impaired, uh, that happens. So they'll fly around until they're exhausted and then die. Um, or they'll be more susceptible to uh, things like pathogen infection and, and parasites, uh, which they can bring back to the hive. And then that can you know, have, have an enormous effect on the population. EPA says neonicotinoid insecticides are designed to target piercing and sucking pests such as aphids and whitefly that may damage young seedlings, developing grains, fruits, and vegetables. EPA claims neonics don't impact beneficial insects, for example, ladybugs, which consume aphids. But integrated pest management advocates say beneficial insects are at risk if sprayed directly and by chronic exposure by treated plants. At the consumer level, Don Lee suggests supporting organic agriculture and purchasing organic produce and goods. Nonprofit conservation groups like the Center for Biological Diversity are working to educate Congress on the agricultural risks associated with neonicotinoids. Well, you know, the agrochemical industry has an enormous amount of influence in our government. Uh, they're incredibly wealthy. Uh, they can spend a lot of money on lobbying. Um, and they just have, there's this revolving door between the pesticide industry and our regulatory offices that are supposed to oversee them. Um, so they really, you know, call the shots in many cases uh, uh, when it comes to pesticide regulation in the U.S. And pushing back against that requires an incredible amount of political will. Uh, and even with that, it's sometimes not successful. So what we see is just the status quo being regurgitated over and over and over. Um, and it's it's difficult to see a place like Europe where they're really moving in the right direction and seeing our country uh, far fall so far behind. Back in 2005, the first use of neonicotinoid chemicals in Europe was approved. The European Commission on Food Safety eight years later began to restrict use, especially to protect honeybees. The 26-member European Union eventually banning all but one neonic last year. The Pest Management Regulatory Agency of Canada is expected this year to phase out the top three neonicotinoid-based pesticides. 
The Organic Farmers Association, based in Iowa, provides a national voice for domestic certified organic producers who, along with sustainable and regenerative producers, seek to eliminate chemical pesticide use. Two years ago, EPA released proposed interim decisions on best management practices for neonicotinoids. Included were targeting applications to reduce the amount sprayed on crops associated with potential ecological risks, regulating application on blooming crops to limit exposure to honeybees, warning homeowners to not use over-the-counter neonic products, especially on residential turf, and requiring uses of personal protective equipment by farm workers to reduce primary contact with the chemicals. The public input period has ended to comment on EPA's proposed plan to extend the use of neonicotinoids over the next 15 years. But there's still a lot of things we can do to put pressure on this administration to do the right thing here. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, we're modestly hopeful that there might be some more mitigation, some more restrictions put in place in the final proposal. It's not what we're wanting to see. You know, we're not going to get everything we want to see, which is a, a ban on the, the uses of, of these chemicals in the outdoor environment. Um, but we're hopeful we can at least make a little bit uh, of, of movement here um, and get some more common sense restrictions put in place. The Center for Biological Diversity encourages concerned Arkansans to contact federal and state representatives. The nonprofit Food and Water Watch provides a web portal titled EPA Save the Bees to do just that. In Arkansas, according to state agricultural data, more than 3,200 active registered beekeepers maintain more than 5,600 active registered apiaries, with a total of 48,500 honeybee colonies. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich. And this is Ozarks at Large. This is also the spring on-air fundraiser at KUAF. And again, for this Thursday edition of Ozarks at Large, Marty Burgraff of Fayetteville has started us off with a $300 challenge, meaning when we get $300 during Thursday Ozarks at Large, that first $300 matched by Marty's $300, making it worth $600. You can make a contribution Toward that challenge right now at supportkuaf.com. Did you know that KUAF's own Jacqueline Froelich is an NPR station-based national correspondent? Covering regional and national issues, Jacqueline's stories have aired on the locally produced program, the one you're listening to, Ozarks at Large, as well as national programs like All Things Considered and Morning Edition. KUAF's local programming sends our stories out to listeners across the country and around the world. We think that's worth a contribution. We hope you do, too. So during this Spring On Air fundraiser, you can make a gift to support the reporting you hear on Ozarks at Large and reporting from the Ozarks that you hear on All Things Considered and Morning Edition with a gift at supportkuaf.com. So think of it. I mean, Ozarks at Large, right, gives you six days a week the news from where you live. And then with Jacqueline's status as a national correspondent, she takes our news and sends it around the rest of the country. We can do that because of your past, present, and I think future support. And how do you make that support? You can make that gift at any time, in any amount, but we're asking you to do it today during our spring on-air fundraiser at supportkuaf.com. Whether it's a one-time gift of $50 or $100, or maybe you'd like to become a sustaining member at $10 or $20 a month, we leave that decision up to you. Think about how much you listen, look at your budget, and please put a value on the reporting that you listen to every day. And remember that we have a $300 challenge during Thursday Ozarks at Large from Marty Burgraff of Fayville. Marty, thank you very much. So if you can make a contribution of up to $300, it'll be matched right now by Marty Burgraff. And thank you. 
Support for KUAF comes from Westwood Gardens, featuring locally grown annuals and perennials, trees, shrubs, and more. Garden starts are available at all four Westwood Gardens locations in Northwest Arkansas. Westwoodgardens.com for more information. Walton Arts Center's 10 by 10 art series presents Trivani, a classical Indian program performed by Grammy Award-winning tabla master Zakir Hussain, featuring Kala Ramnath on violin and Jayanthi Kumaresh on Saraswathi Veena, Tuesday, April 5th. WaltonArtsCenter.org or 443-5600 for tickets. When caring for a seriously ill loved one, the journey shouldn't be taken alone. Circle of Life Hospice can help. Services are covered by Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurance. No one is turned away based on an inability to pay. 750-6632 or nwacircleoflife.com for information. As of early last night, thousands of people in Arkansas still didn't have power after tornadoes and severe thunderstorms passed through the region. Southwestern Electric Power Company expects most customers in South Springdale, around the Springdale Country Club, and along Van Ash and Johnson to have power restored tonight. Customers along Osborne and Highway 265 near Northwest Arkansas Technical Institute and in South Springdale, roughly in the area between the Springdale Airport and west of Turner Street, may have to wait until Saturday night. A different kind of dining in the dark is going to take place at the Fayetteville Public Library. A week from Saturday, April 9th, the Fayetteville Public Library Foundation will host a five-course meal for blindfolded diners. Chefs Matt Eiler of the library's 641 Deli and Justice Mall of Catering Concepts have created the menu which also comes with wine pairings, and it will all benefit the Foundation's capital campaign, Beyond Words, Finish This Chapter. Tickets for the five-quarter meal and the wine, $100, and the final day to purchase those tickets, tomorrow. You can learn much more at faylib.org. Time now for today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. I'm Paul Gatling. The new issue of the magazine is out this week, and on the cover, some reporting about the James Beard Awards often referred to as the Oscars of the culinary industry. This year, Arkansas had three semifinalists for a James Beard, all from Bentonville. Jeff Delarosa has the story about the significance of that achievement. Also in the new issue, Rogers attorney Jim Smith has a new job, one he could not have envisioned for himself a few years ago, a leadership role of a medical marijuana business. And Fayetteville businessman Don Nelms has owned and operated auto dealerships in northwest Arkansas for almost 50 years. Just a few weeks ago, Nelms paid nearly $5 million for land along Interstate 49 in Rogers. We've got details about what the development plans might be in the latest roundup of Real Deals. All that and more is in the latest Northwest Arkansas Business Journal. You can find the digital version of the magazine for free at nwabusinessjournal.com. Still to come on the program, Republican candidate for Arkansas Governor Doc Washburn discusses his campaign and his differences with challenger Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield 
For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create healthcare solutions for individuals and businesses. Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Live fearless. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com. First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas, and it shows in your banking experience. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. That's because First Security is 100% focused on serving customers all across the state and nowhere else. It's local banking with local commitment. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Doc Washburn is a former conservative radio talk show host on a Little Rock station, but he was dismissed from his job after refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccine. He has since started a national podcast and is also the Republican opponent of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the frontrunner for the GOP nomination for Arkansas governor. Washburn says his GOP rival aligns too closely with Republicans in name only, often referred to as rhinos. And that has caused him to question her conservative credentials and ability to lead. He spoke about his candidacy recently with Roby Brock. So what motivated me when Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was the only Republican uh, candidate for the, the nomination for governor, went on her Facebook page and endorsed Senator John Bozeman for re-election and U.S. Representative French Hill for re-election, and got hundreds of negative responses, overwhelming negative response, my phone started ringing and people wanted me to run against her. And I said what I always say when somebody wants me to run for office, I'm sorry, you got the wrong guy. I'm not cut out for that. I'm a talk show host, you know, this is what I'm about. And um, when Jan Morgan called me up, who primaried Asa Hutchinson back in 2018, is now primarying John Bozeman for the senatorial race. She said, look, you don't understand what's going on here. We're about to lose our country. Good people like you need to stand up and run for office. You need to talk to your wife and pray about it. Well, when you tell a Christian to talk to his wife and pray about something, it's kind of hard to say no. I mean, what's the downside? I said, okay, 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 Jan. Okay. So I talked to my wife about it. I'm like, okay. I was just on the phone with Jan and here's what she said. And we talked about it. We prayed about it. My wife said, this is way over my head. I trust your judgment, but I didn't trust my own judgment. And I know there's a proverb that says there's wisdom in the abundance of counselors. So the next evening, I met with about 10 or 11 people in a conference room. We kicked it around for two and a half uh, hours. The two main questions that I remember, somebody said, OK, if you're going to run for office, would this be just like PR stunt to publicize your podcast? Or would you actually be trying to win? I said, no, I, if I'm going to run for governor, it's because I want to win. Somebody else said, what would your top priority be if you're going to run for office? I said, to glorify God, because we're supposed to glorify God and everything. Jan Morgan who's at the meeting said, that's what I've been waiting to hear. And so by the end of the two and a half hours, everybody was unanimous. There were no dissenting votes. I was scheduled to speak Saline County Republican Women's Club already the, the next night. And I told them, A, what it meant that Sarah had endorsed Bozeman, B, what it meant she'd endorsed French Hill, See what I thought it meant that when the governor endorsed her, she said what a great job he'd been doing. And she's getting all these complaints. She won't talk about issues. She won't answer questions. And I told these ladies it costs $15,000 to file to run 
if the Lord provides a fifteen thousand dollars, I'm going to file. I'm running for governor, and they started contributing that evening, and I filed, and I'm officially running for Republican nomination for governor. The rest is history. All right. Well, your website, and you've alluded to this. Uh, your website says no more rhinos, Republicans in name only for governor. Yes, sir. Uh, you obviously consider Governor Asa Hutchinson uh, a Republican in name only. You've disagreed with him on some policy. Yes, sir. Uh, do you think that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is a Republican in name only? You know, I'm glad you asked that, Roby. There's an old Spanish proverb, show me who you walk with, and I will show you who you are. And she walks with Bozeman, French Hill, and Asa Hutchinson. 90% of her contributions are either from PACs or from out-of-state folks. She's got all kinds of Democrat political activists in other parts of the country contributing to her. She won't answer any questions about, wait a minute, why are you endorsing all these people who say all these horrible things? about your former boss, Donald Trump. He's the reason you are where you are. So absolutely, I believe she's a rhino. I believe that uh, a, a Sarah Huckabee Sanders term would be a third Asa Hutchinson term. She does have the endorsement of President Donald Trump. And that's right. you would obviously not turn that endorsement down if you were offered sure. that endorsement there. Right. So how do you reconcile that she's a Republican in name only when she has Donald Trump? Right. Well, I think Donald Trump is loyal to a fault. I think he also doesn't always um, get the best advice. I'll give you a perfect example. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a freshman congresswoman out of Northwest Georgia. And President Trump endorsed one of her competitors in the Republican primary. And as have several other people who won office, she basically said, look, I don't understand why the president endorsed my, my opponent, but I'm the America First candidate. And here's why. And the people, the constituents, um, went for overwhelmingly. Roby, I was at the Benton County Republican Party, Walmart territory, Tuesday night. I got a standing ovation, and people were coming up to me afterwards saying things like, I never thought anybody would be able to peel my support away from Sarah for governor, but I'm going to vote for you now. I've got a message. She's got money. I think there's a big difference. And that is Doc Washburn, a Republican candidate this year for Arkansas governor. There is plenty more of that conversation with Roby Brock, and you can find that on our sister website at talkbusiness.net. In other news this week, Bob Bogle has died. Bogle was an early associate of Sam Walton in Bentonville and was credited with suggesting the company name of Walmart. He worked with the retailer for 28 years before retiring in 1982. Bob Bogle was 95. And Canoe has signed a 10-year lease with Crossmar Investments for a 270,000-square-foot building in Bentonville for an advanced industrialization facility. The electric vehicle company will eventually relocate its corporate headquarters to a separate facility in Bentonville, but that date is undetermined. Canoe expects to start production of its electric vehicles later this year. I'm Paul Gatling, and that is the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time. Thanks for listening. This is Ozarks at Large. Timothy, temperatures are eventually going to be consistently warmer. That probably means 
adding to our list of weekend music will be outdoor venues. Correct. Uh, there's a couple adding this weekend, but we'll get to those in due time. All right. Starting with tomorrow night, JJ's Live. They're featuring everybody's favorite cover band, Dial Up. Yep. Uh, cover for that is 12.50. That gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, again at JJ's Live in North Fayetteville. Also happening tomorrow night in Fayetteville, George's Majestic Lounge is having the next in the Black Fret series of showcases throughout Northwest Arkansas. Right. This time they are featuring local Willie Carlisle and Tony Campbell. Yeah. The days are gonna come when your body starts to hold you down. You best get it in while you're young. Cause I'm a telling you, brother, the days are gonna come so bad down on the throttle and don't let it up till they come around. Tony's a Houston-born songwriter, and he's a frontman for the Grammy-nominated string band Wood & Wire. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a pretty interesting, but this will be a solo show from him, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. He's doing a kind of solo thing. He's released an album already yeah. as a solo artist. That show gets underway at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that's at George's in Fayetteville. Also happening tomorrow night, one of those outdoor venues we were talking about, Kingfish is starting their season. Downtown Fayetteville. Right. They're starting their season actually with a two-night stand from Monk is King. They're okay. playing both Friday and Saturday nights. Different openers each night. Friday night, Bootleg Royale will open. On Saturday night, it will be Dr. Jr. And this is on a patio that's adjacent mm-hmm. to the indoor bar. Exactly. Uh, both shows, Friday and Saturday night, start at 9 o'clock. Again, that's at Kingfish in downtown Fayetteville. Nomad's Trail Side in Fayetteville on Friday night is going to have a punk show featuring Radical Operation, which is from Buffalo, New York. They'll get local support on that bill from Dirty Blue and TV Preacher. Okay. Cover for that show is $5. It'll get underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night again. That's at Nomad's Trailside in Fayetteville. Happening up north in Bentonville, Meteor Guitar Gallery is going to have a local rock show featuring Tao of Lucy, Fight Dream, and The Keys. Tickets are $10 today. They go up to $15 tomorrow. That gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, again at Meteor Guitar Gallery in Bentonville. Got Old Brewing in Eureka Springs tomorrow night is going to have country singer-songwriter Jake Reno on stage. He's from Central Missouri. Well, my friends, they tell me I've been drinking too much. They tell me it's time for me to put down the cup. Sometimes a bottle has been my only friend yeah they tell me i drown in this life I that show gets underway at five o'clock tomorrow night at got brewing in eureka springs oh that's a happy hour time that is a happy five hour time. and friday yeah moving on to saturday fable public library is having an event and the event's called Sona Beyond Transcending Voices. So basically what they're going to do, the Sona singers are going to perform nine poems. And there's also going to be uh, three new commissioned poems 
premiered by poets from the Open Mouth Literacy Center. Wow. That gets underway at 6.30 Saturday evening in the Event Center at Fayetteville Public Library. That's the big room. The big room. Also happening Saturday night in Fayetteville, JJ's Live is going to have everybody's favorite band with a cowbell, Blue Oyster Cold. What? Yeah. All of times I mean, I saw them decades ago in Barnhill Arena. Yeah. And I will tell you this. I To this day, I think it's the loudest concert I've ever been to. I can believe that. Yeah. I can believe go, that. Go, go, Godzilla. <laughs> so they're going to be at JJ's Live. They're going to be at JJ's Live. Tickets are $30. That gets underway at 7.30 Saturday, again at JJ's Live. In okay. I would imagine if you are in Blue Oyster Cult, and you are up there, and you are playing sincerely, and you're playing to the fans, there's always at least one drunk, right, who's not going to stop saying more cowbell from the SNS you're right. skit. You're right. You're right. That is a special kind of hell I didn't. I wouldn't <laughs> wish on anybody. What time does it start? It starts at 7.30 Saturday night. At JJ's Live? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving up to Bentonville, the momentary is going to have Anna Meredith in the Roadhouse. She's a Scottish composer who writes kind of genre-defying music with minimalist textures, has a lot of repetition. Ooh. I know this is a show that they've been touting since they opened a couple years ago, and I think it was delayed a few times. Pandemic so and whatnot. Right. So it's finally happening. Tickets are $22, $18 for members, and $12 for students. That gets underway at 8 o'clock Saturday evening again at the Momentary in Bentonville. Let's jump ahead, actually. Moving ahead to Tuesday, George's in Fayetteville is going to have Marbin on stage. They're a Chicago-based progressive jazz rock band. That gets underway at 8 o'clock Tuesday evening at George's in Fayetteville. Also happening Tuesday evening in Fayetteville, Walton Arts Center is going to have Trevaney on stage. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going. You are? Yes, I it am. It should be a good show. Yes. You had an interview earlier this week related with, to this with show. With Zakir Hussein, who will, is the tabla performer inside the trio and world known and just a wonderful person. I can't wait for this show. This show is part of the 10 by 10 art series, so tickets are $10. That gets underway at 7 o'clock Tuesday evening at Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville. Still in Fayetteville Tuesday night, 612 Coffee House is going to have Circle of Thirds on stage. They were just in a couple weeks ago. We'll hear that full interview probably in a couple weeks here on Ozarks at Large. That show Tuesday evening gets underway at 7 o'clock, though, again at 612 Coffee House in Fayetteville. Wednesday, Maxine's Tap Room is having a show. Uh-huh. They are featuring the band The Soul Brass Band. We rose from the streets with no shoes on our feet. No money, no heat. Yeah, they're really, really good. That show gets underway at 7.30 Wednesday evening, again at Maxine's Tap Room in Fayetteville. Moving on, the Momentary in Bentonville on Wednesday is having a jazz great. 
Grammy-nominated jazz artist David Liebman. Mm. He was named one of the most important saxophonists of contemporary music by Downbeat Magazine. Tickets are $30, $10 for students. Gets underway at 7.30 Wednesday at the Momentary in Bentonville. And then one more show next Thursday I want to let you know about. Joey Alexander Trio is going to be on stage at Walton Arts Center. That's right. Uh, he's a piano prodigy. He's the youngest musician to ever be nominated for a Grammy in a jazz category. Tickets are $10 because that is also part of the 10 by 10 yes. Arts series. That gets underway at 7 o'clock Thursday at Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville. And How long is it? Here's the thing about being a prodigy. Yeah. It seems like he's been around forever, and yeah. he's like 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. That's what it's like to be a prodigy. Yeah, well, I think once you are a prodigy, you're always a prodigy, right? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's never been part of my life. But if you want to hear more about Joey Alexander, Robert Ginsburg is actually going to have an exclusive interview with him and with David Liebman on this week's Shades of Jazz. Well, there you go. That's Friday night at 10 on 91.3, Saturday morning beginning at 11 on KUAF3. And that should take care of us for the next week. All right. Ozarks at Large is underwritten, in part, by the Walton Family Charitable Support Foundation. KUAF is supported by Pack Rat Outdoor Center, a small business family-owned in Fayetteville since 1973. Pack Rat offers a variety of outdoor skills clinics, including kayak basic, bushcraft skills, climbing clinics, and more. A full schedule is available online at packratoc.com. KUAF is supported by Little Wing Productions, presenting the classic rock band Three Dog Night to the auditorium in Eureka Springs Thursday, July 14th. Hits include Mama Told Me Not to Come, Joy to the World, an old-fashioned love song, and more. Tickets are available online at tickets at thundertix.com. This is a Thursday edition of Ozarks at Large. It's a Thursday edition of Ozarks at Large during our spring on-air fundraiser. We take a few minutes in between our uh, interviews and regular segments and news stories to remind you that we've been able to do this for so many years because you've shown great support for Public Radio KUAF and Ozarks at Large over those past several years. You can show your support right now, if it's your turn to do so, at supportkuaf.com. And a reminder, we have an Ozarks at Large specific challenge for Marty Burgraff of Fayetteville. First $300 raised during Ozarks at Large this Thursday, matched by Marty, making it worth $600. Again, that's any kind of contribution and any kind of contribution that's made right now at supportkuaf.com. KUAF is your home for national and international news from NPR, as well as no as well as local news from Ozarks at Large. This daily news magazine broadcasts every weekday at noon and 7 p.m. Ozarks at Large has featured in-depth stories of all kinds, ranging from information about free tax prep services in the region to interviews with experts regarding the effect of insecticides on honeybees. Ozarks at Large brings you stories from all over the KUAF listening area, stories you don't hear anywhere else. From the latest programming at the momentary to a weekly look at what live music is happening throughout the region, you hear all about the great people, places, and events of our area on Ozarks at Large. 
KUAF is one of the very few small market public radio stations in the country that produces an hour-long daily news magazine. It is expensive, and we rely on KUAF listeners, listeners just like you, to provide the money it takes to produce a radio show like Ozarks at Large. So please, during this Spring On Air fundraiser, do your part and make a donation to KUAF to support the quality local, national, and international news you get from this station. You can make a gift today at supportkuaf.com. And I love that you mentioned this, Timothy, because I want I want you to think just for a moment all the ways that KUAF keeps you informed. Yes, we, the last two years we've been talking about the pandemic, both interna- well, internationally, nationally, and in Arkansas and our region. We talk about the invasion of Ukraine. But besides all the news of the day and its nuance, you also hear deep dives into music. I bring this up on Thursday because every Thursday you and I talk about live music opportunities. Mm-hmm. Leo Ribe expands our musical horizons with sound perimeter. Mm-hmm. There's also movies. Courtney Lanning, most Fridays, right. reviews a, a movie with me. Uh, there's books all the time, art, science, everything that makes our lives richer. None of this happens without listener support. And that is why your contribution is so important right now. You can give at supportkuaf.com, or you can go really old school and send your contribution by mail to KUAF 9 South School in Fayetteville, 72701. Every contribution works together to make sure we can continue to bring you these great programs. And whether it's a one-time contribution, $30, $40, or a sustaining monthly gift of $10, $20, maybe even $30 if you can afford it, we leave that decision up to you on how much to give. All we do ask is that you please do give. Help us meet our financial goals so we can continue to bring you Ozarks at Large, All Things Considered, Shades of Jazz, The Generic Blues Show, Morning Edition. All of these programs are only able to come to you every single week because of support from listeners just like you. And a reminder, we do have the Thursday Ozarks at Large specific challenge from Marty Rograff of Fayetteville. The first $300 raised during Ozarks at Large on Thursday, matched by Marty. It gets us uh, that much closer to our financial goal at KUAF. So thanks, Marty. Thank you if you've given this week or in the past several months. If you haven't and you are thinking about it right now, you can go to supportkuaf.com and thank you. Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. Living between worlds is an experience known to me as an immigrant, negotiating between languages, cultures, embracing contradiction, creating new identities. We open Sound Perimeter today with the beginning of Piano Trio by Indian-American composer Rina Ismail. Composer Rina Ismail grew up as a talented pianist in the United States and got her composition degrees from Juilliard and Yale. Her music moves between the worlds of Indian and Western classical music. I wish I could live in India and America at the same time, says Rina, the daughter of Indian immigrants who has become one of the most respected young composers in the United States. I wish they shared a border and I could build a little home right in between them. 
I know I can't do that in the physical world, but this is where I live every day in my music. Renee Smell's piano trio was written in 2019. Each movement of the piece includes a traditional raga or melodic framework for improvisation and composition. The first movement uses the raga megam, which means clout in Sanskrit. Traditionally, in Indian classical music, this raga is mostly sung or played in the monsoon season. This movement is marked as ephemeral. I invite you to situate yourself between worlds, maybe above a cloud, and to allow this piece to take you in and out of time.
an excerpt from the first movement of Piano Trio, a piece written by Indian-American composer Rina Ismail and performed by Vijay Gupta, violin, Peter Myers, cello, and Susanna Bartal, piano. Moving Between Worlds is something Indian tabla virtuoso, composer, percussionist, music producer, and film actor Zakir Hussein has done since his arrival to the United States in 1970 as the tabla player for Ravi Shankar. Zakir Hussein was born in India near Mumbai and started studying the tabla, a pair of twin hand drums used in traditional Indian music at the age of three with his father, also renowned musician Alan Raka. Zakir and his father are responsible for popularizing the art of tabla playing at international venues. Hussein's career is also marked with collaborations with Western music and musicians, including bluegrass, rock, jazz, Latin jazz, and people like John McLaughlin, George Harrison, Carlos Santana, Mickey Hart, Edgar Meyer, and Bella Fleck, among many others. I had the pleasure and the honor to interview Zakir Hussein recently with my KUAF colleague, Kyle Kellams. Not every day you have the opportunity to be in the presence of one of the greatest musicians of our time. Grammy Award winner Zakir Hussein will be performing in town at the Walton Art Center this coming week, presenting Triveni, a classical Indian program featuring Kala Ramnath on violin and Jakanthi Kumaresh on Devine. See our show notes for more information and to find a link to the interview. We close on Perimeter today with an excerpt from Bahar from a 2010 NPR Tiny Desk feature Zakir Hussein in the tabla, Bella Fleck in the banjo, and Edgar Mayer in the double bass. Leah Uribe, Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. Sound Perimeter is a segment dedicated to diverse voices in and around music. I hope it will expand your knowledge and connection to inclusive sounds and let music infiltrate your lives and transform your realities. See you soon. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. I'm Timothy Dennis. It is Thursday. It's the penultimate day. Militant Grammarian would love that I use that correctly. <laughs> it is the penultimate day of our spring on-air fundraiser at KUAF. We take a few days every spring, every autumn to remind you and make it a little bit easier for you to contribute to your public radio station. You can do that right now at supportkuaf.com. And a reminder, Marty Burgraff of Fayetteville, great friend of Ozarks at Large and KUAF and Public Radio, has made an Ozarks at Large specific challenge for this Thursday. First $300 we raise, we hope to do it 
sooner rather than later, obviously. First $300 we raise will be matched by Marty, making it worth $600. So if you've been meaning to contribute, you can do so right now and have up to $300 matched. Just go to supportkuaf.com. KUAF's regional coverage connects you to your community by bringing you stories that help you understand more about the place that you call home. Ozarks at Large not only tells you what's happening in our area, but also informs and entertains you with familiar voices. The militant grammarian actually making grammar and etymology fun. Becca Martin-Brown lets you know about the various theater, music, and other events happening every day. And Randy Dixon checks in with us every week to bring us uh, items from the Prior Center archives to bring us a little bit more context about history in Arkansas. That's right. Through these familiar voices, you learn about the lives of those who may not live next to you, but are still your neighbors. That insight makes us all better, more informed citizens. Please do your part to support this unique and special programming. Contribute now to support local and regional news that keeps you connected. You can make that contribution today at our website, supportkuaf.com. I love that word unique uh, when it when you use it to describe Ozarks at Large and, and KUAF because we are a unique program. And KUAF is independent. We're listener, member-supported news organization, and that means profits, shareholders, ratings – don't factor into our editorial decisions. I mean, the first week of the Daily Ozarks Large Show, I did not one, but two stories about pottery. <laughs> You're not looking at the ratings when you do that. The objective is to provide the highest quality reporting of culture and news to the communities we serve. That includes Ozarks Large, but also Morning Edition, All Things Considered, 1A, Fresh Air, Hidden Brain, the podcasts that we produce that cover everything from elections to pop culture, as well as our presence online at KUF.com. Listener support is an essential part of that equation. Without listener support, KUAF simply can't survive. We're asking you to do your part to make sure it does survive by contributing right now. And you can do that at supportkuaf.com. It only takes just a couple of minutes. And once you've made that contribution, you can rest easy knowing that you have helped produce another year of Ozarks at Large. Supportkuaf.com and thank you. It's the Community Spotlight on KUAF. I'm Pete Hartman, joined by Laura Bash today, Community Engagement Manager with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northwest Arkansas. Laura, nice to speak with you for the first time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. So we're a one-to-one mentoring organization that serves over 300 children in Northwest Arkansas by providing safe and supportive mentors that defend the power and potential of youth. So one in three children in the U.S. grow up without a mentor of any kind in their lives, and we step in to build resilience against traumas and adversity to those youth in our community who desire it. And as long as you are a safe, supportive person for a young person, it only takes a couple hours a month. Our matches meet two to four times per month and hang out doing whatever activity they both want to do together. Uh, Mentorship is really what you make of it, and just a little bit of your time can make an incredible impact in a child's life. Uh, This Friday, the benefit event, The Big Bet. Okay, this is taking place. Actually, where is this taking place? It's at the J.B. Hunt Tower in Rogers, so it's not the uh, headquarters. It's the new tower. It's at 5100 West. J.B. Hunt Drive. What's going to be taking place Friday? Uh, Give us some of the highlights. Yeah, so it's a Texas Hold'em style poker tournament and casino night. Comes with guided instruction, food, open bar, raffles, incredible prizes, and more. Um, So we'll have prizes like VIP tickets to the Tim McGraw at the Walmart Amp concert coming up. 
um, exclusive golf packages at low private courses, um, Apple products, gift card, gift baskets, and more. It's called The Big Bet, a Texas Hold'em-style tournament and casino night taking place this Friday, April 1st at the Hunt Tower. So find us on Facebook. We're pretty easy to find, uh, bbbsnwa.org or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Northwest Arkansas. Otherwise, you can just look up The Big Bet Casino Night and Poker Tournament on Facebook and the tickets will be linked there. Laura Bash, Community Engagement Manager with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northwest Arkansas, The Big Bet, taking place this Friday, April 1st at Hunt Tower. Laura, thanks for letting us know about this. I hope we can uh, really raise some funds for a worthy organization. Thank you so much. We are so excited to get the community engaged here. The Community Spotlight and KUAF Public Radio. Your voice matters. This is your public radio station, 91.3 KUAF, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and Mulberry. Timothy produced today's show. He also produced today's Sound Perimeter. Contributors to this Thursday edition of Ozarks at Large included Leo Uribe, Jacqueline Froelich, Paul Gatling, and Roby Brock. And the Community Spotlight is produced by Pete Hartman inside the Nancy Blair Operations Studio at the Conference Center for Public Radio. The Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report is produced by Stephanie Brock. Our theme is written and performed by Daryl Sean. And KUAF's Community Engagement Manager is Jasper Logan. And thanks again to great Ozarks at Large and KUAF supporter Marty Burgraff of Fayetteville for making another $300 challenge during this Thursday edition of Ozarks at Large. We do appreciate it. And from the Carver Center for Public Radio in downtown Fayetteville, I'm Kyle Kellums. And I'm Timothy Dennis. Thank you so much for your time and your support. Another show tomorrow at noon and 7 p.m. and available whenever and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and have a great Thursday.